to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Friday of the fourth week of Lent. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who have prepared fitting helps for us in our weakness, grant, we pray, that we may receive their healing effects with joy and reflect them in a holy way of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The godly say to themselves, with their misguided reasoning, Our life is short and dreary, nor is there any relief when man's end comes, nor is anyone known who can give release from Hades. Let us lie in wait for the virtuous man, since he annoys us and opposes our way of life, reproaches us for the breaches of the law, and accuses us of playing false to our upbringing. He claims to have knowledge of God and calls himself a son of the Lord. Before us he stands, a reproof to our way of thinking. The very sight of him weighs our spirits down. His way of life is not like other men's. The path he treads are unfamiliar. In his opinion, we are counterfeit. He holds aloof from our doings as though from filth. He proclaims the final end of the virtuous as happy and boasts of having God for his father. Let us see if what he says is true. Let us observe from what kind of end he himself will have. If the virtuous man is God's son, God will take his part and rescue him from the clutches of his enemies. Let us test him with cruelty and with torture, and thus explore the gentleness of his and put his endurance to the proof. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, since he will be looked after. We have his word for it. This is why they reason but they are misled. Their malice makes them blind. They do not know the hidden things of God, that they have no hope that holiness will be rewarded. They can see no reward from blameless souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is near to broken hearts. The Lord is near to broken hearts. The Lord turns his face against the wicked to destroy their remembrance from the earth. They call and the Lord hears and rescues them in all their distress. 
The Lord is near to broken hearts. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. Many are the trials of the just man, but from them all the Lord will rescue him. The Lord is near to broken hearts. He will keep guard over all his bones. Not one of his bones shall be broken. The Lord ransoms the soul of his servants. Those who hide in him shall not be condemned. The Lord is near to broken hearts. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus stayed in Galilee. He could not stay in Judea because the Jews were out to kill him. As the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles drew near, after his brothers had left for the festival, Jesus went up as well, but quite privately, without drawing attention to himself. Meanwhile, some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Isn't this the man they want to kill? And here he is, speaking freely, and they have nothing to say to him. Can it be true the authorities have made up their minds that he is the Christ? Yet we all know where he comes from. But when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. Then, as Jesus taught in the temple, he cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I came from. Yet I have not come of myself. No, there is one who sent me, and I really come from him. And you do not know him. But I know him, because I have come from him, and it was he who sent me. They would have arrested him then, but because his time had not yet come, no one laid a hand on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Between the first reading and the Gospel, we can really hear the tension between Jesus and his opponents starting to ratchet up. We begin the Gospel today by hearing that the Jews in Judea are out to kill Jesus, and as a consequence that he stays in the northern part of the territory, in Galilee, around the Sea of Galilee, in places like Capernaum and Cana and Nazareth. But the Jewish Feast of Weeks draws closer. And this is one of the great pilgrimage feasts of the Jewish calendar. And so faithful Jews would travel from all around to Jerusalem in order to celebrate the feast there. Now, this poses somewhat of a problem for Jesus because down south in Jerusalem, in Judea, that's the place where he experiences so much opposition and where they want to put an end to him. So Jesus decides to travel quietly. He decides to travel privately without trying to draw attention. But the people of Jerusalem, they spot him. Isn't this the man they want to kill, they ask themselves. And yet he's speaking freely and his opponents, they have nothing to say to him. He confounds them time and time again, which surely must have infuriated them as well. But what what comes after this is one of the deep and central questions that goes throughout all of John's gospel. Who is Jesus? 
where is he from? If we know where he's from, then we know something about him. And so they know that he's Galilean. Jesus the Nazarene, he obviously, he might speak with a Galilean accent. Something of his history is known. And this conflicted a little bit with the prophecies that they understood about the Messiah. Surely the Messiah would come from Bethlehem. And still other prophecies suggested that, well, if the Messiah were to come, we wouldn't know where he was from because he would come so quickly and so suddenly. But Jesus here is being held as a measured quantity. We know who he is. We know where he's from. And so Jesus says this in the temple. Yes, you know me and yes, you know where I came from. But I have not come of myself. No, there is one who sent me and I really come from him. This becomes the central question about faith in Jesus. Do you know where he comes from? It's not just Nazareth. It's not just Bethlehem. He comes from the Father. He comes from God himself. And because God is the one who sent him, Jesus says, I really come from him. You do not know him, but I know him because I have come from him and it was he who sent me. This tells us something about who Jesus is. The one who knows the Father and the one who can show us who the Father is. But to answer this question, where does Jesus come from, is more than just a curious point of doctrine. A little bit later in John's Gospel, the Apostle Philip will say to Jesus, look, show us the Father and then we'll be satisfied. And Jesus responds with some degree of exasperation, Philip, have I been with you all this time and still you do not know me? To have seen me is to have seen the Father. That Jesus is the revelation of God to us. When we see Jesus' face, we see the face of God. And so as we continue our walk towards Holy Week and towards the cross, Jesus is going to show us what God is like. The one who loves us, the one who saves us, the one who rescues us, the one who has mercy upon us. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart.
I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.